Blog Talk Radio. everybody listening out there facebook live blog talk radio this is over the top sports radio show rob mike goon here vinny's still on vacation soaking up the sun in punta cana we will have him back with us on monday morning but he is missing out on a jam-packed show a ton to talk about it and only 60 minutes to do so uh the stanley cup final is over nba champion last night crown so in back-to-back nights we had champions crown today we might have a triple crown so it could be three big sports day in a row. Of course, we got MLB as well, a ton going on with that. And then we turn our page to the basketball, the hockey draft. But we start with Lou Lamarillo. All right, I'm just kidding, Mike. But we do start with the NBA last night. <laughs> <laughs> we do start with the NBA. Um, last night, uh, LeBron James and the Cavaliers basically taking a knee, saying, we're done. Um, and they, they basically came out flat. And the Warriors won an easy game for a sweep. For them, we all knew the Warriors would win. Uh, some of us gave them a game, but no more than that for the Cavs. Uh, and we have an NBA champion crown. Three times in four years, the Warriors are your champions. Do you want to check Facebook? All right. Uh, yeah, Rob, you're absolutely right. And uh, listen, that third quarter, it was over. Uh, Cleveland had checked out menti- mentally, uh, physically. They weren't even going after rebounds. It was a it was a lost cause. And, and Golden State, you know, you can uh, you're not going to they're not going to make mistakes. They're not. And that you didn't see it last night. Durant was ridiculous. Triple double. Curry uh, had 37 points. He was unbelievable again. And Cleveland, it was a mismatch. The whole series was a mismatch, Rob. Game one after that call with the referees uh, with the uh, charge and the overturn. Uh, it was over. And, you know, LeBron punching. Now we learn punching a, a chalkboard and uh you know, broke his hand or whatever and was playing with that. And, I mean, we played pretty good for somebody with a broken hand. But at the same time, it was just such a mismatch. The the players around there, it was no good. Did you end the Facebook Live video? No, I don't have power from I just said it ended, and now I see Donald Trump. But um, we will be right back on with Facebook. Mike, uh, I'm going to try to uh, – okay, it's we're back on here. There. Okay. Uh, anyway, and Deborah's asking us about the Belmont Stakes. And, Deborah, we're going to get to that, I promise you. Uh, yes, it is in our backyard. There's a chance at a triple crown right there in Belmont. 120,000 people expected to be there today to watch history. First time since 2015 American Pharaoh. Mike's going to give us the odds in a little bit. Can't leave with it, though, because last night, like Mike said, um, it could have been LeBron's games, LeBron James's last game as a Cavalier. Um, the difference with a broken hand, basically, and not is LeBron is an all-time great, and he looked like a very good player the last couple games. But it just wasn't good enough. And you know what? It reminds me of Amari Stoudemire when he punched a wall after a Knicks playoff game a couple of years ago. He punched a fire extinguisher. It was a fire extinguisher, yeah. 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 And he, he broke his hand, and he basically killed their chances. And this is the thing, is Michael Jordan never had an excuse. He never had to have an excuse because he never lost in the finals. And what is it, six losses in the finals now for LeBron? It didn't matter if he broke his hand or it not. It didn't though. matter, but I don't want to hear the excuse from everybody because there's a lot of people out there 
Well, I mean, they almost won game one, and then he had to play with the broken hand. Listen, once they lost game one the way they did, I don't care if he got a third arm. That he, you know, I don't care if another player came. They weren't winning that series. It was a mismatch, like you said. It was the championship that we all thought it was going to be. And honestly, that's why basketball is not very fun to watch right now, Mike. It's so predictable. You know who's going to win. And it, there's no juice last night for a championship. One minute after the game was over, literally one minute, go check on Twitter. Joel Embiid is tweeting LeBron James, trust uh, the process and uh, something else. Let me be your wing or, or, or something like that. Um, he's leaving LeBron 100%. Now you're going to see all these NBA players lobbying for him to come there. And like Vinny has said, and I agree, and you agree, he has to stay in the East. If he goes to the West, he doesn't stand a chance to get to the finals, not with Golden State, Rob. I'll tell you those odds uh, for the next NBA finals in a second. But LeBron's team next season, the Lakers plus 200, which is a little surprising. The 76ers plus 450, which is an East team. And then here's one that really jumps out. The Knicks are third at plus 750. Which, uh, I mean, you know, you want Times Square, you want the, you know, the world's most famous arena, you want a team that is in, has been in hell for the last few years since Ewing has left, and, and you know, that uh, Oakley, Starks, Mason, that good team then, uh, you know, that would be some sort of challenge for him, but I don't see that happening, especially with Przingis not healthy. So, um, where do you have the Sixers? Four Sixers are second, yeah, 450, yeah. Lakers are first at plus 200 who've been rumored to Paul George. So maybe they make a uh, Paul George, LeBron, and, uh, and Lonzo type of, you know, formation over there. But who knows? And I saw some stuff with the Rockets, too. Rockets um, are 10 to 1. Now, a lot of people were saying yesterday that he's going to go to the Lakers, which a lot of people don't understand, and I don't understand, and I see your, your odds right here. Um, a lot of people don't understand because why would he ever go to the West? But secondly, you said that Joel Embiid said something. So did Ennis Cantor. He posted a picture of LeBron James in a Photoshop Knicks jersey, yeah. flying in the air, dunking, saying, leave land. And they don't like so, each other. Cantor and LeBron do and not like each other. And he still wants him to come of by. Of course. Who doesn't? How would you not? Right. Um, whoever he goes to, if he goes in the East, is going to at least the conference finals, probably the NBA final. I don't understand why he would go to the Lakers, um, but we'll see. It's going to be very interesting, and that's what the NBA has become. And even though I hate it, it is interesting to see where he's going to go because the NBA now every couple of years is, all right, where's the big star going to choose to make his next super team? Yeah. And listen, you know, with Cleveland, he's not going back. So let's just put it like it is. And they have $144.4 million, Rob, tied over the next two years to J.R. Smith, George Hill, Tristan Thompson, Kyle Corver, and Jordan Clarkson. So they have no money either. They are in cap hell. They have the ninth overall pick coming up in this year's draft, which could help. Uh, you know, if you were able to land like a Jason Tatum, it would help immediately. But who knows if you're going to get that lucky. It's rare. Uh, otherwise, I mean, this is a team that could win 15 games if they're lucky. And this is the thing. LeBron James is getting all the credit, Rob, for taking a, such a bad team to the finals. LeBron James deserves some sort of the blame, too, because he put this roster together. This is all LeBron James's, uh, you know, people that he wanted Tristan there. Thompson, Max contract because it was his boy. Kyle Korver, he wanted a shooter. J.R. Smith is his boy. At the deadline, they made how many deals, Rob, you know, and, and moved Isaiah Thomas. And uh, I think it was four deals on trade deadline day. So these are the people that he has brought in that he wanted to go and make a run with. And, and now they're going to be left there, Cleveland, with this $144 million tied to five players over the next two years. And, and these players suck. And none of them are named LeBron James. Right. Um, so that, that's, to me, that's what they everything owe, in the they owe is George about. Hill, 19 million coming up and 18 million after that George Hill. That's ridiculous, which is double the money that any NHL player makes pretty much. Yeah. And he's an ancillary player at best. 
Um, and it is pretty ironic, though, because the NBA Finals MVP was Kevin Durant, and Durant out LeBron LeBron. He turned a great team that was already pretty much a super team into more of a super team, which is something that LeBron started with Miami back oh, it was eight, nine years ago right now. So Durant out LeBron LeBron, and it cost LeBron a couple of championships now because they keep beating him in the finals. And Durant was awesome. Listen, I, it looked like he was trying to get the ball to Curry as much as possible, maybe trying to get Curry a finals MVP. And when you're up three games to none and you're the Golden State Warriors, you can try to do things like that. But in the end, Durant finished with a triple-double. He was the MVP. He deserved to be the MVP. And and that's that, Robin. Next year, here it is, the opening odds to win the 2018-2019 NBA championship, Golden State's plus 120. So, I mean, throw $100 on, you're only winning 120. Houston plus 350. Philly plus 350. Boston plus 700. And for some reason, the Lakers are plus 12,000. Uh, yeah, 1,200, excuse me. A lot of people think he's going there. That's consensus. And they at least think Paul George go will go. So They think he's going to go there with Paul George and create that super right. team there with Ball and some of those guys. And that's what they think the Lakers are going to try to Kawhi do. Leonard's another name that could be out there. And I'm telling you right now, like you said, LeBron – had to take a crappy team and try to get them far. Don't you think he's sick of that? Even though it's his own guys, now he's going to try to go back to the route that it was tried and true. It's to take the stars and try to win with them because he's not going to get any younger. He took a little hit. He was great in game one. He was great in the finals. And he was, I mean, he was great to get to the final. And then he was only good after game one. Took a little hit in his legacy. Goon says we have a caller on the line. So uh, we think it's Vinny from Putacana. So uh, thanks for calling in and uh, good morning. Hello, gentlemen. It is Vinny the Shark. How are we all doing? What's going on, Shark? Not much. I am chilling over here on my balcony, naked, looking at a beautiful beach, and listening to over-the-top sports. <laughs> naked and over-the-top sports go together like <laughs> white on rice. It sure does. So, uh, first, I want to comment about LeBron James, then I'll ask each of you a, a question, respectively. Um, did you guys happen to catch his post-game conference where he said he was playing with a virtual broken hand in the last three games? Yes, we did from uh, punching a blackboard. Is there anything funnier than than this and it being revealed not after game one, but after the uh, NBA finals, then he immediately has his cast on for his postgame conference. Probably the same hand that he carried his briefcase out and walked out of the press conference in game one. (laughs) Yes, that hand and the same hand that uh, I saw him doing all his crazy handshakes before the game last night. It seemed okay then. Not a single sign of a broken hand until immediately for his post-game conference. He has it on there, and he admits what happened. Uh, this guy, he, he's something else. He's something else. I heard you guys getting into odds of where he's going to go. Uh, listen, I don't know why the Lakers are such favorite odds. I don't know why any team in the West is favorite odds besides maybe Houston. But this is a guy who's notorious for not playing with good coaches. So teams like the Spurs, with Popovich, he's out. Uh, even though Kyrie's on the Celtics, he would never go there, despite that probably being his best fit. Brad Stevens, good coach, not happening. Uh, even Dan Tony with the Rockets is a good coach over there. So uh, I think Philadelphia would probably be his best spot. That's my favorite landing spot as of now. But as for LeBron's where he should go, he might as well just keep ruining the NBA like he did the last eight years and sign with the Golden State Warriors and, and bury the NBA for good. Yeah, but can LeBron James, when he go to another team, listen, when he was with Cleveland, uh, he had all the power. He was the coach. He was the GM. Tyron Lue even took some time off so LeBron could coach full-time this season. Can he go <laughs> to another team like Philadelphia that has a good roster now and just keep quiet and, and, and just be an NBA player? 
Um, I don't know. He probably wouldn't keep quiet. He doesn't have to there. Uh, the coach, what's his name, Bruce, whatever. Uh, he's a good coach, but he's not, you know, he's someone LeBron James would overrule. He's not an established NBA coach. I mean, the guy just had his first winning season ever over there. Uh, Simmons becomes irrelevant with no jump shot, though, with LeBron. That's something to be concerned about. But, I mean, in terms of talent and in the Eastern Conference, to avoid seeing Golden State in the playoffs before the NBA Finals, I think it's his best fit. Yeah, and uh, it's just, you know, crazy, Vinny. We, we, we knew it all season. You, you knew that the season was going to end with these two teams. You knew it was going to end like this. And uh, the other thing that's predictable is every summer is, you know, where's LeBron or where's Durant going to sign? And uh, I guess that's really the other big story now is we're just going to have to wait and see. But it looks like him and Paul George to the Lakers gaining a lot of steam. And uh, I don't understand why he would want to go to the West. So I agree with you. Why in the hell would he try to do that? But uh, it would be interesting. Me either, Rob. Um, if I'm him, if he just said, screw it, let me go to Golden State, let them try to go 82-0, and 0, and well, you might as well. <laughs> I think it would because that would be as sellout as it could get. And uh, him and Kevin Durant put the two sellouts on the same team. But uh, now let me ask you guys one thing individually, and I'll let you carry on with the show. Rob, I'll start with you. Are you more upset or happy for Ovechkin? Upset for Washington sports or, or happy for Ovechkin that the Capitals actually won the Stanley Cup? I thought I was going to be—I thought I was going to be really upset. It was going to be hard to watch, um, and it wasn't as hard as I thought. Um, I wasn't freaking out like I hate this. This sucks. I got to change the channel. So um, it was not. I mean, you could see the joy in Ovechkin's face—a guy that really wanted to do it. Hard not to be happy for him. And then you hear T.J. Oshie after the game um, talking about his father with Alzheimer's and how he's going to remember this. Um, it's really just the Washington sports fans that I dislike. I mean, I've been to Redskins Giants games, been treated like crap. I've been to Islander Caps games. Uh, they were just assholes. Um, so it's really the fans that I hated, but I, I, I'm not as upset as I thought I would be if they won a cup. Yeah. The Metro division, uh, piling up these Stanley cups these last couple of years, but, uh, definitely good to see Ovechkin win. Cause he needed that for his legacy as one of the all time greats as he is. He's been something spectacular to watch all these years. And Big Mike, and I'll let you go after this. How do you feel about uh, losing the game, the ground pitches against the Yanks, and now you're fully set up for a full sweep against the New York Yankees as the Mets will be buried by the Yanks this weekend? And uh, what are your thoughts with the ground, with this trade situation, and him being announced that he won't be going anywhere? Vinny, I might be the realest Met fan that you've ever met. I picked them to finish fourth in the division when we did the preview. And I also bet them with uh, a bookie that is well-known to both of us to lose this series this weekend. So I, uh, I fully expected it. I am okay with it. And I have also, listen, I was leading the train to trade DeGrom. And after last night, I don't know how you can't. His value will never be higher. He's 29 years old. You can get a hell of a return for him. And this team isn't going anywhere, uh, you know, anytime soon. They're not making the playoffs in the next three years. There's no offense whatsoever. The time to trade DeGrom is now. I agree 100%. Two things, and I'm out of here. I don't think justifies going to win the Triple Crown. And I think if you are down to put up that money, the most free bet you can have tonight is betting the guy facing CM Punk. Uh, I'll be listening to the rest of the show, guys. Enjoy. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, trip. Maybe you can get some clothes on. If not, who cares? Uh, we hope that the uh, toilet paper there, uh, you can find some better toilet paper. Uh, that was Vinny oh, the God, Shark. He'll be, back with us. <laughs> He'll be back with us on uh, Monday night, hopefully fully clothed on this couch, because uh, that's usually the guy I sit next to. Um, and we'll talk to him on Monday night, once again, rejoining the show. And, of course, Vinny's offering his thoughts on Facebook Live. Deborah asked about the Belmont. 
Uh, Vinny chimed in on that, saying Justify will not win the Triple Crown today. Uh, he won the Derby and Preakness in poor weather. Uh, longer track today, he does not see it happening. Uh, Vinny, uh, the Shark, always watching the, the horse racing because, hey, there's money being made off of it. So he might even know better than Mike and I. I'm not, I can, I'll say he knows more than me. I can't speak for you. Mike. I agree. But that's agree. Uh, what the Shark thinks about that tonight. So that's the NBA, a wrap on the season. The Sacramento Kings, by the way, with the tweet of the day, um, they have a fake conversation with the Golden State Warriors where the Warriors say, hey, we're the champions. And you can see it's like an iMessage. And uh, they keep writing, hey, you overcame all the odds. And wait, they erased it. A true Cinderella <laughs> story. And then they erased it. And then they just write, congrats. And, uh, you know, and then Golden State says, yeah, it wasn't that easy. And you could just see, you know, Sacramento kind of trolling them. Like, uh, you know, we, you know, you overcame all the odds. Like, obviously, they knew it was going to happen. So, um, it's just funny if you want to follow it. It's the Sacramento Kings, um, Sacramento Kings on uh, Twitter. Um, it's got over 8,000 retweets. Maybe Goon can retweet that for us, get that out there for our followers. But it is pretty funny if you look at it. So that is the tweet of the day um, from the Kings, who have no um, reason to ever even be in the same conversation as the Warriors, other than teams that play in California and one team that trolls the other that shouldn't. But that's it. Now we got to wrap that up, go to the NHL. Stanley Cup final um, in a five game series. It was pretty interesting, Mike, and it was exciting. Um, Vegas wins game one and uh, they couldn't win another game. And it was just the Capitals. They found something special. Uh, they rolled through it with the playoffs, just the way Las Vegas did from game one of the season. They found something special opening night. They rolled with that all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Both teams have a lot to be proud of. Yeah. Uh, you know, they caught a roll after the Columbus series, Rob. They really did. They caught fire and uh, they never looked back. As far as Vegas goes, it was almost like the magic ran out, Rob, and, and that fire ran out for them. When you have a lead uh, and you're in the elimination game, you know, facing elimination in the third period, you cannot give up that lead. And then you certainly can't give up two goals in whatever it was, uh, a minute 20. You blink and all of a sudden they go from winning to losing. Right. Uh, that can't be. And uh, they didn't get the production out of their big players. James Neal was uh, irrelevant. William Carlson, I think, was hurt. But again, uh, you know, couldn't be found. And on the defensive side, Rob, they were giving up second-chance opportunities like crazy to the Washington Capitals. And give Washington credit, man. They they cashed in on all of them, almost all of them. They were fantastic around the net. Um, the one person you feel bad for in all this is Marc-Andre Fleury because I felt like he really played his ass off. Um, listen, you know, we'll talk about Vegas and if we think they'll be as good or, or still good next season. But like you mentioned before, good for Alex Ovechkin. Um, I completely agree with everything you said. Everything you said was spot on. Um, I hate Washington fans, uh, you know, that's without saying, but watching him with the Stanley Cup was awesome. Watching TJ Oshie talk, um, it was hard not to get emotional when he said that my father has Alzheimer's and, uh, you know, he, this will be a night that he remembers. It was just awesome. It, it really was. Uh, from Alex Ovechkin walking in the middle of a casino holding the Stanley Cup. That's where I was going to go next. Just yeah, absolutely. It was, it was awesome. I mean, you think celebrating a birthday – in Vegas is awesome. We celebrated our bachelor party, Goon's bachelor party in Vegas. That was crazy. Imagine winning a freaking pro championship in Las Vegas. Is that not almost better than winning it? Almost. Not as good, but almost better than winning it at home? How did they not get arrested? I would have gone Because they're hockey players. <laughs> but even a couple years ago when LeBron and the Cavs won the NBA championship, that night they flew to Vegas. These guys were on the strip the minute the game ended. The freaking stadium or arenas on the strip. It I don't know awesome. what casino it was, but somebody posted the and video. Tim Graham. 
MG, so MGM we walked Grand, through MGM. Yeah, and they said, imagine being at a blackjack table. You turn around, and there's Alex Ovechkin holding the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, you lost a couple hands in a row. That's yep. what the guy tweeted. You lose a couple hands in a row, and you're down, and you turn around, and there's the Stanley Cup. All of a sudden, you break even, Rob. Then they went, yeah, exactly. Then they went to Hakkasan, which is the uh, club at uh, MGM Grand, a club that uh, some of my friends have gone to from uh, Tim. Um, he went there. He's a huge Hakkasan guy, one of the best clubs in Vegas. I'm not a big club guy. But uh, and then they partied with it in Hakkasan. They walked through other casinos and they walked down the strip with the cup. You just you couldn't wipe the smile off their faces. So that it's that is the best celebration in sports. I'm biased with hockey. I agree. Um, but and it's the hardest to win. It's the hardest it's to the win. Hardest to win. And there's nothing like skating around with the cup, passing yeah. it off to your team. Who's gonna get the cup first? Right. You know, who's a veteran get through first? Who's Crosby? It's usually a veteran that's been through yes. the ringer or a player that maybe, you know, Ray maybe an unsung hero. Exactly. Um, and it was Nick Backstrom and him and Ovechkin have been the heart and soul of this team. They've been an offensive team forever. Now they're champions. Now there's going to a lot, a lot of uh, roster reconstruction that they're going to have to do. Is Carlson going to sign? I think that this is more of a one-and-done thing than a dynasty looming. You know, the Penguins aren't a dynasty. They're as close to dynasties you have every year. I don't think that the Caps are going to be back there. Maybe you'll find you have the odds for me, and we can speak to that. Yep. But I bet you, and I have not looked, but I bet you they're not the odds-on favorite to win next year. Without looking, hopefully you didn't look at the, the notebook. How I many first-round picks? And this has been out on Twitter, so maybe you saw it. How many first-round picks were on their roster? Well, um, I, I'm you thought the Islanders had a lot. That was one of your I'm trivia going, questions. I'm going through my head. I mean, Ovechkin, yes. Sackstrom, yes. Tom Wilson. Yes. Um, John Carlson was yes. a first round pick. Um, I don't know. Was Ochi? I don't think Ochi was a first round pick. He might've been second. Ochi was a first round pick. Was he? I'll say seven. 11. Oh my God. Yeah. Ovi, exactly. Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Oshi, Eller, Wilson, Verana, Burkowski, Carlson, Niskanen, Orpik. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of Orpik as a first round. It's been so long. He's the right. only guy on the team that they won a cup before. Yeah. So yeah, 11 first round picks were on that, uh, roster. Yeah, and it, what the crazy part about it is they've only had one first-round pick in the last three or four years because they always trade them now at the deadline right. trying to win and all those years of failure, all those years of heartbreak, all that stuff that led me to talk so much crap about Washington and how they're such chokers in the playoffs and now they made me look wrong. But that's why. And uh, do you have the odds I do. for next year? Next year, the 2018-2019 Stanley Cup, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are first, Rob, at 8-1. And uh, Vegas is second, 10 to 1, but they're also tied with Nashville, Pittsburgh, uh, Jets, and Bruins are all 10 to 1. Then it's the Maple Leafs, which is very interesting, 12 to 1, Capitals 12 to 1, Columbus, Edmonton, the Sharks, Stars, Ducks, all 20 to 1. Let's say Columbus, Edmonton, who didn't make yep. the playoffs. Sharks. And Stars, who also didn't make Ducks. the playoffs, all 20 to 1. Yep. Flyers, Flames, Kings, 30 to 1, and that's where it ended. But um, a question I have for you is. Vegas Golden Knights, um, listen, the story was awesome. We've said it countless times. But to me, it almost feels like they overachieved. And at 10-1, to 1, that seems pretty ridiculous. Um, that's a reaction to the money that's placed on them in Vegas. The money is bet on them. It's going to swing the line. They can't give them right. crazy odds anymore. They learned their lesson. The Vegas, the biggest exhale the other night wasn't even Washington fans. It was the Vegas casinos that were set to lose over $10 million in futures bets on them. But do you think this team wins 45 games next year? Um, and listen, we don't know what they're going to do with the roster. They no, have money to add all, somebody. First of all, I'll tell you this. They, after the Islanders, might be the favorites to sign John Tavares. Assuming, or Carlson. They, yeah, they have the money. Eric Carlson, not John. Eric from, from Ottawa. They're talking about Get getting Eric Carlson. <laughs> but roster right now, as constructed. I don't um, think they can. I really I think don't think they, they can. They are going to hit a big sophomore slump. 
but they're not going to be a ter- they're going to still be a playoff Agreed. contender, a playoff team, but they're not going to go out there and just well, I don't even know how many wins do they have this year. I think they, it was 51. I was going to say did they hit over 50? I'll look at it real quick. Um I could see them hitting 100 points, but they're not I don't think they're going to be as constructed right now. They're going to lose a little bit of luster. They had 109 points. I could see them wins, so Yeah, I could see them going to 45 wins. That's six wins in the NHL off is 12 points. Right. So I could see them going 45 46 wins, but you're right. I don't they're not winning the Pacific probably. No. As constructed, but they signed Tavares and trade for Carlson with all the assets that well, they now have. we're talking. Right, but as constructed, I, I agree. agree with you. This was, this was, and it doesn't matter because they never should have been here anyway. Right. Their fans got something. You know, a lot of people were tweeting, you know, I just feel bad for the Vegas fans that have been waiting their whole lives all these <laughs> last six months for this moment, you know, and that they were spoiled this year. So they're going to come back to reality next year. It's not hard in the NHL. You know, it's a year-to-year league. Yep. And uh, it's not hard to repeat what they And do. it just takes one team to get hot. You make the playoffs, you get hot. Who knows what can happen? Yeah. So that was um, a good series. Uh, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, uh, first Russian captain ever to win the Stanley Cup. Another thing that I have said for years, Russian captains aren't leaders. They can't win cups. They never have. So now I can't talk about that anymore. I can't tell about DC anymore. I got to find uh, some new teams to hate on. Luckily, I'm friends with the Shark. The Shark <laughs> has plenty of them, and he's got a lot of hate out there. So I can uh, ask him for some advice with that. Is Henrik Lundqvist now the best player in the league to not have the Stanley Cup? There's another one that comes to mind. I do think it's Lundqvist. But is he the best player, in your opinion, in the league without a Stanley Cup? God. Um, it's Joe Thornton. That's the other one. Joe Thornton's the, the first one. guy that comes to mind. Jumbo I mean, if you, if you want to be fair, you could just say he's the best goalie and Thornton's the best skater. Yeah. Um, Thornton's a uh, – I, I think they're both Hall of Famers. So, right now, you're going to argue one Hall of Famer over another, right. and then I'm going to have my bias against – you're going to have your bias for. So, we'll just say the best goalie not to win one and the best player not to win one. Um, they're both Hall of Famers that – are, I think, Hall of Fame level, but then I take it to, like, an all-time great level that mm-hmm. I don't think either of them is at that level. They're not the Yager, Lemieux, Eisenman, Gretzky level. Um, and all those guys had won their cups. So the, these guys are good. And I don't think that Thornton or uh, Lundqvist is going to win one with their current clubs right now. And I know the Sharks are 20-1. to 1. Right. Uh, I just – and he's a free agent. But I think he'll stay there. I just don't think he's going to I win. think he stays there also. So we'll see. So we're going to wrap that up in uh, 13 days. you got the NHL entry draft. Uh, a lot going on with that. We can get into the Lamarillo stuff later if we have a chance. Um, well, 12, days, hockey. Dig in. Go ahead. 12 days is the NBA draft. So uh, we go right from the championships to the draft, and then it comes uh, baseball, 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 and then training camp for football uh, for pretty much the month of July right after the end of June. And that's, of course, where we'll be talking about on Over the Top Sports Radio with you guys. Fantasy baseball advice all summer as we look towards the playoff push after push after we get to midseason. If you've been following Mike, he's got streamers every day. He's got pickups, up pickups every day. Uh, they've been good a lot more than they haven't been good. So, you know, stay with us for that. And uh, we also said to day. sell high on Otani, which hopefully somebody listened to. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I didn't. And it sucks because now I, I don't think he's going to play again this year. I do. I think in three weeks, which I've said it a few times on the show, at three weeks he'll be a full-time hitter. Yeah, I don't uh, know all right. he maybe pitch. he won't pitch again this year. But then at that point, if they really want him to be a pitcher, right. if you're pushing off the Tommy John the that's impending, right. then that means if they wait, then he's going to miss all of next season recovering from that. He can't hit or pitch. So it's kind of – they have to pick their poison there. Yep. We'll get into baseball in just a minute. Just the things with Lamarillo, I don't think it's as big a deal as I don't know the fans made it to be. Honestly, uh, once he was signed, you knew Garcinot had no power. So the real thing to me was just Doug Waite. Doug Waite being fired, but if Lamarillo's the uh, GM, 
you know for a fact the head coaches aren't going to last too long. He was the big. He was George Steinbrenner of GMs. Yeah, but something came out this week, Rob, where Lou Lamarillo said he had a meeting with Doug Waite, and Doug Waite said something in the meeting, and that led to Lamarillo firing him. And Lamarillo said something to the effect of he knew what happened, and or he knew Doug, what he said. He knows yes, why. Yes. And without knowing that reason of being in that meeting, I I don't know, but that just shows you this guy hasn't seen him coach a game, and it took him two weeks to not like something. He said, "Okay, you're fired." Right. Done. Um, what does it mean for John Tavares is the biggest thing. I know the fans think it means he's a lock to stay. I disagree. I'm flip-flopping on it. I'm not saying he's leaving. If I had a gun to my head and I was wrong, it went off. I would still say he probably stays. But um, I'm not so sure that this is a thing that means that he's definitely staying. And that, to me, is all that matters. Now, listen, I think there's been a few polls out there that Islander fans are convinced that they're going to get Barry Trotz, Rob. And I don't think that's How true. The hell <laughs> would the Washington, how would Ted Leonsis, the Washington owner, Say, thank you for winning us a cup. We're not giving you another contract. I have to find the site. It was um, it was one of those daily hockey things. They put up a poll, and Islander fans, it was 30-something percent in favor that they were going to hire Barry Trotz. Now, is it an Islander site, or was no, it an NHL it was, site? Uh, it was not through the NHL. It was um, It was just an independent yes, site? Yes. Third-party hockey. Yes. So, I don't know, you know, why we would say, assume that was Islander fans that was doing that. Um, only because the only thing is with Trotz and the Islanders. I don't think a normal hockey fan is going to think the Islanders are getting Barry Trotz. It's the delusional Islanders. Well, fans. doesn't the whole thing change though with Lamarillo? That's the one thing is he brings the respect and credibility, right? He does. And the only other thing that works in the Islanders' favor, and I still think that Washington is way heavy favorites to keep him. How the hell could you get I rid agree. of a guy that just won you the cup? But the Islanders are the only team now without a coach. And you know who so, it's going to be? I'm telling you right now, Scott we, Stevens. Scott Stevens, and I'd be fine with the Lou Lamarillo connection. Stevens had been rumored to, uh, you know, uh, interview for the Rangers job. I think it's going to be Scott Stevens. Yeah, a lot of people talk about him. I talk about Elaine Vigneault, uh, Dave Tippett. I would love to see Scott Gomez. Scott Gomez is ready, and I know they're assistant coach. That's what I heard. Um, That would be a really – He has the ties to Lamarillo. That would be a really, really fast uh, ascension to the top for him. I mean, he was just hired as a coach last year, basically – to help coach the power play, young guy. You would uh, like Elaine Vigneault? How could I not like Elaine Vigneault? He doesn't get along with young players. You know, that's what everybody says, and it might be the truth, but all he does is win. He does. Um, that's fair. People, you know, I, I brought it up to Matt Taub the other day, and, of course, the first thing he said is no. And I said, well, get the fact that you hate the Rangers out of it now, and let's see. His that last, kid will never see unbiased. Right, right, but his last five years as the Canucks coach, what did he do? He won the division. I know. He won the division three other times with the Rangers. Rangers. uh, He took the Rangers and the Canucks to the Stanley Cup Finals, and he won a President's Trophy with both teams. Did he get over the hump and win the Cup? No. Um, But I've got to sit here now, and the only thing that anybody could say against Vigneault is how he's not great with young players. The only other thing that would concern me with Vigneault, and I don't think he's good with young players, is he's always had Henrik Lundqvist, and he plays an offensive – And he had had Luongo. Yes, he's always played an offensive style. The defenseman jumps up. And unless the Islanders get some sort of goalie, I don't know if that system would work there. Um, I agree with the goalie thing. He's had two all-time goalies, two goalies that will be uh, in the Hall of Fame by the end of their career. One of them was drafted by the Islanders. One of them drafted by the Rangers. Um, But I think no matter who the Islanders get as their coach, and I think if John stays or leaves, might all depend on who their goalie is going to be next year. And that's something that I really, really have a feeling we're going to know um, before free agency hits. I, I think really it's going to be think the Islanders are going to make a trade at the draft for a goalie. Grubauer. I hope not. I'm not – I don't I don't like – I don't want to bring in a career backup 
and hope that he gets to the next level as our goalie as a starter. We tried that well, with Martin Price. Jones. Uh, well, it works all over. It works all the time. Yeah. It it does. But I don't. I'm not. I mean, it worked with Matt Murray. You know, he came up. You know, under Flurry, and he took over the job. They tried it with Grubauer. As soon as Grubauer was benched, Holtby took the Capitals from right. 0-2 down, and it was double overtime in Game Three. Don't yep. forget, in Columbus, if they lose that double overtime game, they're done. They're not coming back. Jimmy the Sharks said, "CPH your coach." Yeah, well, I guess if we're gonna go with the, the old tired joke, the uh, goalie. But you know, honestly, that would you know it would be Thomas Grice that became the GM. And hey, Deep Pitch will still get paid by the Islanders. <laughs> There's a lot of commentary and contract. Uh, yeah, it's MSG paying him. But yeah, I'll, I'll take Ricky. Ricky's a great radio host, so we could learn a lot from Ricky. I like him. It's like Facebook pros do. You want to? Uh... It could be mine, but uh, we'll take it and we'll see. Uh, anyway, that's enough on the hockey, Lamarillo. Uh, more to get into that, basically. Uh, the two Saturdays from today, the day after the hockey draft, will be a huge draft recap for the NBA, what the Knicks did, what the other teams did. And, of course, with the Isles and Rangers, the Rangers have a bigger first round than almost anybody in the NHL. Yeah, I think they end up trading, Rob. I really do. I know they want to get to the top five. You heard Brady Kachuk, uh, possibly rumored. But uh, I think they make two selections and end up trading uh, the third. Yeah, I think the Islanders will also be trading some picks, too. That's why I think draft days where the Islanders will come out with a goalie or a very good defenseman. And I think the Rangers are going to try to move up. I think the Rangers are going to try to get uh, – and then he said Facebook keeps being interrupted, going. So, yeah, it's, it's not my computer. Thank. I know we had a bunch of people following, so I hope we can get up right now. I don't want to uh, start the baseball right. without it. Looks like we're back. Not really I will just say, AC. Rob, the other uh, NHL rumor that I did hear was uh, Justin Falk maybe going to Chicago. I don't know if you saw that, but this is somebody that uh, has always had uh, offensive talent, had a down year last year, and to put him on a team like Chicago could really be a nice pickup for them. Yeah, Justin Falk, um, puck-moving defenseman. Um, Chicago desperately needs to get younger on defense, especially. Um, Seabrook, defenseman. Yep. Duncan Keith, one of the best defensemen. Um, these are guys that are getting on the older side, though, of their career, and they could use a younger guy. And it kind of um, kind of is weird to me why Carolina is trying to be such sellers. And I didn't think we'd be talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, but they're trying to trade Jeff Skinner as well. Yes. And, you know, they have the top pick. They have number number two overall pick in the draft because they won the draft lottery to get up to number two. They were number 12, I believe, or 11, and uh, they moved all the way up. So why, you know, why do you want to get rid of these young guys? They have Noah Hannafin on defense. Him and Falk should be the guys uh, slaving. They have a good couple of young core defensive defensemen. I don't know why they get rid of them. Completely agree. But Falk would definitely be somebody that I would think every team should be looking at. And I think a perfect fit for Skinner, but I don't think it will happen, is New York Rangers. They need I the don't goal. Want him. Oh, yeah, they need the goal scoring history, winner. I do not want that guy. Oh, they need the goal scoring winner. He's been healthy he the last so two fragile, years. Though. He's been healthy the last Plus two years. He weighs 130 pounds, soaking wet. Get yeah, out of here. No, thank you. Let's see. He, uh, I, I think that's what they They need goal scoring. I was, I was having a fight with a Ranger fan the other day, and he was talking about how. It was a surprise, and I know that you probably agree with him that the Rangers didn't make the playoffs last year. And I said he thought they should be a cup contender. I said I just didn't see it. They didn't have goal scoring. They didn't have the depth of center, blah, blah, blah. Their defense isn't as good. Um, this is a guy that can put the puck in the net, 24, 37, 28 goals the last three years. Uh, he hasn't missed more than 10 games since 2012. 
I, so I'm very surprised. Really have the, the history that you're talking. I don't remember that history. I, I, mean, I don't remember him having concussion issues. Maybe he does. I don't know, but he doesn't miss games, and he he does. So, you want to look up and see that. if Jeff Skinner has concussion issues? Oh, uh, anyway, just that one year uh, in 2012, 2013. Yeah, he missed those 18 games. Because he really has played, season. even uh, wow. And that that was the lockout year. We played 42 games. It was right. out of 48, so that wasn't like he missed right. games. Um, so either way, he's a two-time 30-goal scorer. He's hit 28 a couple times, uh, three times. Is that three, three concussions? concussions? So there's something there. Yeah, but it's clearly not affected his play. So I don't want that guy. We'll see. Uh, he looks like he's going to be moved. Uh, Caroline's been making a lot of moves, and uh, we will follow that as that stuff develops. And, of course, now that the Santa Cup final is over, that will start developing and picking up steam in the next couple of weeks at the NHL Awards and the drafts and that free agency. Um, but we talk about baseball now because um, that's the sport that's going on. And I know you got a bunch of streamers. I don't know what you want to talk about with. Eventually, though, I have got to get off my chest all this anger last night about pitchers hitting in baseball and how it's ruining the game. So you want to start at the Subway Series or you want to start somewhere else, Mike? Uh, I will start with uh, the three pickups I have for you. I have two streamers on the site. Brent Sutter is one of them. I forget the other starter, Goon. Maybe you can look that one up. It's on our Twitter. Um, Jock Peterson needs to be picked up. 19% owned. He had 450 last week, six home runs. He had another one last night. Uh, he's going to kill you maybe in the average department, but he's somebody right now, offensively, home run-wise, he's, he's in a groove. Another Dodger, Mac Muncie, 30% owned. He batted 400 last week with three home runs, six RBIs. He can play first, third, or outfield, which is kind of cool. I would definitely take a look at him if you're hurting one of those. Then Mike Montgomery, 15% owned. He now looks like he's going to be in the Cubs rotation. Um, 25 innings last month, a 2.84 ERA, his whip under one. He's not going to you know, really help you with the strikeouts, but he's not going to hurt you in the ERA. He's not going to hurt you in the whip. He'll help you there. And in the win category, that is a loaded offense. So those three pickups, Rob, are who I like. And speaking of Muncie, they're about to show him homer here off of Brandon McCarthy last night. Number 10 on the year for him. He's back second in that Dodger lineup that has started to explode, Mike. Yeah. Um, there's Muncie right there going opposite field off of McCarthy last night. Four home runs off of him for the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers now have crept to over 500. Yep. Um Game and a half back. They are tied with Colorado and San Francisco all a game and a half back. In and they were 10 under 500. And they swept the Nationals that series. And they kind of haven't looked back. And it seems like they've really found it. Uh, but Walker Bueller last night, yeah. uh, something to be worried about for you, Mike. Yeah, and they haven't said what it is yet. But he, look, it, they're showing it right now on MLB Network, Rob. He hung around in the dugout. And it looks like he's just bending over, maybe a back spasm, maybe uh, they he said took a ribs. line drive, right, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm sorry, two starts ago in Colorado, took a line drive off the ribs. So possibly there. But he, he went five and a third. So you have to feel okay with that. Uh, Cody Bellinger now is starting to get hot if you were able to buy low on him. But this Dodgers team, they're still winning games. You have no Clayton Kershaw. Rich Hill has been hurt, and he sucks when he's, not, when he's there anyway. Walker Bueller's really been the story, so you hope he's okay. And they get to face Anibal Sanchez tonight uh, against the Braves, and the Braves have had a lot of trouble winning in San Diego and L.A. Uh, San Diego took the series from them this week. Um, we talked about that the other day, how San Diego owns the Braves in San Diego and the Dodgers, same thing in L.A. So the Braves right now and the Phillies in the NL East um, with these road trips have really started to come back to where – Maybe not as low as you thought they'd be, but, I mean, you saw Velasquez get absolutely crushed last night. Yeah. Um, killed my ERA for two of my leagues, a 24 ERA, giving up 10 runs. Um, the Phillies look like they're in a big trouble, and the Nationals are basically sitting there now tied at the top of the division, saying this is where we thought it would be and how it would be. 
And listen, they call, Juan Soto has been absolutely ridiculous. The 19-year-old outfielder that they called up, uh, he's been a star. They were lucky they had him just down there waiting. Adam Eaton's going to come back. Daniel Murphy's going to come back. They've called Miami again about Real Muto, so they're still looking to get better. I think they know, Rob, that they don't know what's going to happen with Harper. Max Scherzer's having one of the best years we've seen in recent years, and this could be their year to put it all together and come out of the National League. Is Max Scherzer the best pitcher in baseball now? 100%. Is he taking it over from Kershaw? Is he better than Sale? He is the best pitcher in baseball um, right now. Ten wins for him, a 195 ERA, and all the strikeouts that comes with it. He's been, you know, listen, you paid a ton of money for him. They paid to keep him there, and he has been worth every damn penny. Yeah, I think that uh, the Kershaw injuries have really, you know, you can't consider him the best pitcher in baseball anymore because it's not fair to Scherzer. While Kershaw's always on the DL and Scherzer's out there just winning and winning and winning and winning uh, to discount it now. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to Kluber. It's not fair to Sale. There's a few guys out there. Uh, even, listen, Vinny's not here. I'll say it. It's not fair to James Paxton currently. Uh, you need to see it longer from him, obviously. But um, there's a lot of good pitchers in the league right now. And, and Kershaw can't stay healthy. He can't. And, uh, I mean, a report did come out this week that the Mets were li- going to listen to offers for Syndergaard and DeGrom. So, um, I I am uh, of the thought that, you know, they have so – I was kind of against you, Mike. Yep where I said, why wouldn't you build around it? But the reason that you can make a good argument now is their ERA in their last 19 game for starting pitchers is 2.3. Mm-hmm. Starting pitchers, 2.0. Now, their bullpen's about nine. Right. Um, so their bullpen's been terrible, but they're also not hitting. So yeah. if their pitchers are doing the job now and they still can't win, yep. then maybe it is time to, you know, we got to find a way to get the more depth in the organization. No, I you know somebody. Um, what do you yell for out on the golf course? No, I, I, okay, because I read it this morning, but I was half asleep. I guess someone was interviewing me. He goes, even if I am good and doing very well, if the team remains playing this way, I don't think that's going to help a lot. Right, he said the Met basically. He basically said the Mets are so bad, it doesn't matter if I come back or not. Right. Yeah. Without saying that, um, this guy is one of the biggest frauds in the world. I, I you know, I've always killed him. Ever since he started showing up to spring training on a horse after they went to the World Series, and lost, by the way, because he got so cocky, um, I have not liked him. And the Mets have not been the same since then. This is the problem. And I, uh, all the delusional Mets fans on Twitter, you're not going to get anything for him if you trade him. You're not. You're not going to get anything for Bruce. Look what you got last year. You're not going to get anything for Todd Frazier. Nobody wanted to sign him as a free agent. You're not going to get anything for Reyes, Adrian Gonzalez. Your uh, Familia is still hurt, and he hasn't been that great either. AJ Ramos. You're not going to get a goddamn thing for anybody that I just listed. You have to go out there and trade at least Jacob Degrom and even Stephen Matz, who has been pretty good. Trade him too. Zach Wheeler has been okay the last few starts. Trade him if you want to. You need to be looking four years from now, Rob, because they are not making the playoffs within the next four years. And with the other teams in the NL starting to come up, that's a bad right. that's And your farm sucks. They have three catches on the roster, and two of them can't hit anything. Shark chiming in on uh, Facebook saying, uh, Scooter Jeanette, starting baseman for the NL. I think Javier Baez might have something to say about that. But I will give you this. Ozzy Obvious has really slowed down. Um, and I don't think that he's going to be in a conversation to be the starter anymore unless he just gets the votes. He shouldn't be. Um, he might Baez make the, is up there. the team. He might make the team. He's still got good Freddy numbers Freeman. for the year. I think the Braves are going to have more than just Freeman on the All-Star team. Well, we'll see. I see five All-Stars on the Braves. Go ahead. Who? Five. Freeman? Yes. 
Albies, Marcakis. Marcakis, yes. Newcomb, who's 7-1 and one with an ERA of like 2-5. If that's not all-star numbers, I don't know what is. We'll see. Um, and this one probably won't make it. The ERA's there. The wins aren't there. But Fultonavich has, has a top five ERA. Um, in There's the always league. snubs, though, Rob. You're not going to have two starting pitchers from there. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Well, I will say this is five deserving, and we should get three. Fultonavich, 230 ERA. He's got to be considered. Newcomb second in the league in, the league in wins um, with an ERA at uh, 2.49. I mean, that, to me, that's an all-star number. And you would think Marcakis and Freeman are going to make it. You have to think also that pitchers aren't voted in. They're selected. So, you know, well, that might help there. Because the Braves aren't a team that's, that's getting all the votes, um, at least historically. Uh, Mets are a joke. I wonder who wrote that. Um, Take your pick. They need to uh, rebuild. Um, it might have been Big Mike. It could have been anybody, yeah. <laughs> could be anybody. You know, a shark also says, and this is interesting, uh, Eaton, Robles, and Soto will be the Nationals all outfield next year. Bryce Harper is gone. Hundo P. I agree with that. Where is where would he go? Uh, he's always wanted to play for Joe Madden. I don't know if they could see that. They always say the, the Cubs, right? Yeah. Um, L.A., I mean, you know, out there. I don't think he stays in Washington at all. I don't think he's a Yankee, especially with Judge and Stanton there. And, uh, you know, if Frazier, I think, will get traded eventually. But I don't think he's going to be a Yankee. I think Machado could be the Yankee. I don't think it's Harper. Uh, last night. Everybody's up in arms about it. Yanks tie the game on a sacrifice fly with bases loaded. First of all, Aaron Judge, do a better job and not hit a little pop-up. Jay Bruce made one of the worst throws in the world. Well, you can't get on Judge facing arguably no, no, the second-best pitcher in the that's National That's fine. League. How about I'll get on Jay Bruce for the throw? Go ahead. I mean, that was one of the worst throws I'd ever seen in my life um, with Tanaka running from third base. Five hops and offline, Rob? Five hops. down. It was like a dribbler down the first baseline yeah. just going the opposite way. But – um. Now I got to hear all the bitches that pitchers shouldn't hit. This guy got hurt running in a straight line. He did not slide. He did not dive. He did not jump over the catcher. He did not collide with the catcher. He simply ran in a straight line, and not one, but both of his hamstrings got injured. <laughs> Come on, man. You're uh, a pro athlete. I, I agree with you. I, listen, I think you'll eventually see the DH in the National League, unfortunately, but I don't want to hear anything about Tanaka having to run from third to home. I think it's ridiculous. These people that baby these pitchers so much has bothered me forever with pitch counts, with all of that garbage, and now I got to hear that they can't run. He didn't get hurt hitting, guys. He got hurt running. You can't run? Bartolo Colon has never got hurt hitting, and he's the fattest, most out-of-shape piece of crap in the world. Bartolo Colon is a home runner. He had a home run against San Diego. Don't you talk bad about Bartolo Colon. But he never got hurt. (laughs) And you know what? American League fans and American League, if you don't like pitches hitting, then get rid of interleague play. And then you don't have to worry about it. The Yankees is a bad luck. We had Tim Ming-Wong do the same thing. Running. He never came back the same. He wasn't bad. He hurt his foot running the bases, came back and couldn't pitch. Yeah, and – and why is the big – I think it was the Shark. Don't put an AL pitcher on base. How do you ever let a guy that bats the American League as a pitcher get on base? I know it was an error. Well, that was on Adrian Gonzalez. That was horrific. Adrian Gonzalez looked terrible last night. And I think if Cespedes decides he wants to come back and plays again this season, I think you're going to see Bruce more at first base than Adrian Gonzalez because Adrian Gonzalez isn't doing anything. But last night was pretty much the epitome of the Mets and Yankees Not season when you want to get to the game, but... right? You want to get to the game itself was the epitome of the season. DeGrom, great start, gives up an unearned run early, pitches into the eighth inning, trying to hold on to the one nothing lead. He gives up the sack fly, but he pitched out of the bases loaded jam to judge. Gives up the home run. He get, and, then he, and then in the eighth inning, it's Brett Gardner. Yankees have a home run. 
get the lead. Giancarlo Stanton with the home run, which, by the way, did look like it was going 500 feet when he hit yeah. it, and it barely went over the line. Um, so the Yankees, the power helps them get through the win. And the Mets, once again, with their seventh straight loss, all on one homestand. Yeah, and listen, this was easy money. It was minus 170 before they announced Syndergaard wouldn't pitch tomorrow for the series for the Yankees. Went to 200. Easy money. The Mets have scored three runs in the last 50-something innings. You think they've beaten the New York Yankees at all? Are you kidding me? Get out of here. It's free money. And all you have to do is split the next two days to get that free money. That's all I need. Big Mike. Yeah, Big Mike. Matt's going today and Lugo tomorrow. And which is no Syndergaard, which was supposed to get the start tomorrow night. ESPN, 8 o'clock. Let's trade him, Mets fans. You're going to get a big return for him and his finger he can't feel. Syndergaard versus Severino would have been a very good matchup. I think people would have liked to see it. Instead, you get Lugo because You still see a good matchup, though. I'm telling you now, Seth Lugo is a very underrated pitcher. Is he going to get five innings, though? Yes. Is he stretched out enough? Didn't they take him out after 65 last time? He will pitch five innings uh, of good ball tomorrow, and their bullpen will get destroyed. Against that Yankee offense, if he does that'd be very very uh very impressive by him a couple other things before we move on rob to the milwaukee brewers offense you saw it last night you mentioned it they exploded that's a good team man they're not going anywhere anytime soon braun finally had two home runs last night yellow Kane. uh that is a good team that milwaukee brewer team strasburg right, braun yeah that's where he got his name ryan braun um Strasburg needs an mri today not good otani we mentioned hopefully you sold high uh they're hoping Hoping he doesn't need Tommy John, so there's that for you. Syndergaard with the finger, uh, and this is why you don't spend early picks on starting pitching. You get one good starting pitcher and draft all hitting, and then hopefully you get lucky later on. Yeah, um, I I am very interested in that uh, NL Central, and uh, because the AL Central is just so goddamn bad. But um, I don't do the Brewers this year have the same power. Remember last year we talked all summer about it, and we all knew that the Cubs are eventually going to come up and steal that division. Um, is that what's going to be the case again this year? Um, because the Brewers, I think, uh, I think they're better this year than they were last year. I would think, and I don't want to, I don't want to crap on your Braves who have been great. That's fine. I don't know if there's another wild card that comes out of the NL East. It could just be the Nationals. I think you'll see one out of the Central and then one out of the West. Yeah, I don't know about the West. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you about the the Braves because I could even see St. Louis finishing out of the Braves, and then you got Milwaukee, Chicago, and St. Right. Louis all making it. I don't think outside of the Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers are going to win the West by seven to ten games. I really think that they're just going to pick it up right now and and kind of go off the way that the Cubs did last year um, in the second half. I don't think that the rest of the West is that good. I think they're all mediocre, except for San Diego, who sucks. But the rest is all mediocre, and you can see it. Uh, four games over 500 leads the division with three teams at 32 and 31. Look at Colorado right now, which is very interesting. 21 and 14 are on the road, and 11 at 17 at home. If that eventually starts to even itself out, which I think it will, especially that home record, uh, they could be a team that really jumps up over Arizona. They could, but does it bother you that their run differential is so bad? Because once you get further into the season, that starts to become a thing. You know, after 10 games, any one game, the Braves won 14 to 1 the other day. That's going to obviously skew it for a short term. But over the long term, I also think that's something that kind of evens out about your pitching staff and about your hitting. Um, Colorado's offense hasn't been Colorado-like. And they're minus 32. And the only team in the NL that's alive that's a minus right now in run differential. Does that bother you? Does, or, or do you think that they can no, overcome No, I that? just think that once that warm weather comes, uh, you know, again, a couple more weeks, that offense is going to click. They really have. They've gotten more production than they expected out of cargo. Story's going to hit. Arenado's going to hit. There's just too many weapons there. there. There really is. I will say this, with Arizona, they're showing you that they want to compete, Rob, and stay there. They just went out and got John Jay, and everyone, oh, John Jay. John Jay's having a hell of a year. 
he was with Kansas City. Now you brought him in. That's another bat who's going to play a starting role until A.J. Pollock comes back and then come off the bench. Pollock will be back soon. Goldschmidt looks like he's uh, finally busted out. Rob Ray is going to come back. Um, Arizona has more pieces coming back than even the Dodgers do uh, when it comes to injuries. Yeah, and the only thing that they don't have is a J.D. Martinez coming their way at the trade deadline, uh, which helped them last year. Shark says Lugo's an underrated pitcher with laughing face emojis. He's got better bullpen numbers than uh, Patances. Let's go. Bring out the popcorn (laughs) on Monday, baby. I can't wait because one of you is going to be talking a lot of crap to the other one. The last thing I want right now is for Lugo to go out there and have like three runs, like a quality start, but get the loss. You know, where now you can, oh, you pitched quality start, they couldn't score. I, I wanted to either bomb or throw a shutout. I mean, it's got to be one way or the other. Um, and Giancarlo has the most home runs to City Field as a visitor. That was tweeted by Over the Top yesterday, yep. and it came true again. Uh, Daily Fantasy, you want to maybe consider that, uh, especially when he faces the lefty in Steven Matt. Lugo's ERA this season is 2.04 with a .93 whip, and that's been as a spot starter and out of the bullpen. Um, one thing that we haven't given much um, attention to, uh, this year. Tantus is almost a four. Matances is, uh, I, I don't trust that guy at all. Um, he, he's got a lot of Jabba in him. Robertson is above four. Robertson's been bad, too. Well, um, is What do you think is the best division in baseball, top to bottom? I Listen, you can ask me Monday, and I'll tell you something different. Saturday, I'll tell you something different. Um, I think the West is competitive. I really do. The Central, you just mentioned NLRA. it. NL. The, uh, the AL Central. Are you kidding me? The, no, no, the we said West. You said sucks. West. So. Um, because that's where I'm going, is the AL West. Look how good this division is right now. Uh, all these teams on winning streaks, all over 500. Um, and one of them, I mean, I don't think Oakland has the staying power, but you talked about what the Angels should do with Otani, and it depends on where they are in the standing. Right. Well, Seattle, ever since Robinson Cano got hurt, has been almost unbeatable. Yeah, I think uh, we, know, we know how good Houston is. They're defending champs. They're one of the favorites to win it all this year again. And then you got the Angels got to a great start. They were in first place. They've won five in a row, but Seattle and Houston are so damn good that they're four and a half games back. Um, and the problem is none of these teams are going to be able to, only one of them is going to be able to get a wild card because the Yankees Red Sox are going to pick one up. So one of these teams is guaranteed to be out. Who's it going to be? Uh, I think the Angels will probably fall out of it. And they've been linked, actually, to Jacob DeGrom. But they don't have the pieces, Rob. They don't have the that top prospect. They don't have that young, ready player. They don't have the, the pieces to get a job done, even though they have the money to, to certainly do it. And that makes a, a lot of sense. They need a frontline starter. But uh, if they go out and they were able to get some sort of pitching help, you know, who knows? Because that offense has been great. Ian Kinsler has finally learned how to hit again. Yeah, I, uh, he says Big Deli sucks. AL West or NL Central uh, is the shark. And he said to give Mike Leake the love he deserves. We have been. I And Paxton you gave it to. So. Yeah, and I started Leak against you this week, Vinny, and uh, he was great. And he was one of the uh, streamers that we put up, and he's really done a nice job. And even Marco Gonzalez another guy they've had. They've had good pitching. They have King Felix going today. Their pitching is overachieved there. What do we got here? Broken. What, what are you retweeting? Broken heart, not broke. What did you retweet here, Jordan? Which one? Uh, Jordan never lost in the finals. Uh, we didn't leave. Oh, okay. I just saw you retweeted something. I didn't know if it was something I cared about. Kind of seems dumb during the show, but whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, any other thoughts on baseball before we quickly touch on the horses today and some odds that we got there because we do have to talk Belmont Stakes. Like Deborah <laughs> said before, it is right in our backyard, right down in Belmont, the future home of the New York Islanders. Um, who will never get 120,000 people for a game. I'll give you that much. Um, 
and I'm sure that there will be plenty of jokes made about how it smells like horse crap by Ranger fans. But uh, today it will smell bad. It is nice weather. There's supposed to be thunderstorms. Uh, Shark thinks he's not going to win. Mike, you have any odds on these horses? Anybody? I know Gronk has a horse out there. Yeah. Um, but who else out there, uh, odds-wise, looks like they can give him so a So Justify is now minus 160. He was minus 140 yesterday, so the money seems to be coming in on him. I'll say, just to cut you off yep. real quick, a lot of people go to Belmont, and Belmont's not just that one race today. It's 13 different races. Yep. They put money on Justify, just a dollar on it, just to have keep the ticket. They don't even cash it in. Just to keep the ticket. So that kind of pushes the money a little bit towards him because they're going to throw the money out there too. But anyway, continue. Uh, Hoffberg, who I'm picking, he's second. He's at plus 300. Bravazzo is plus 575. And I'm not going to pretend like I know the rest of these horses. But uh, Gronkowski's is plus 3,300. He's on here as well. So free drop Billy is another one. Blended Citizen. Um, I think it's going to be Hoffberg to win it. Um, Justify, listen, if there was another, you know, 100 feet of that last race, Rob, uh, he wasn't winning. He was getting so, caught. Yeah. yeah, at the Preakness. So I just don't see that happening. It is Bob Baffert's horse, so who knows? He was the last guy. Uh, American Farrow was the last Triple Crown winner, but we'll certainly see. I agree with Vinny. It will not be Justify. Yeah, I mean, I what do I know? I, I couldn't. You could put Justify and Hofburg in front of me, and I couldn't tell you which was which. But uh, what am I rooting for? I don't even care. It's a big deal. It's cool to see history. I saw it with American Pharaoh in 2015, another Baffert horse. I trust Baffert um, because he's done it before. Um, you like to see the history, but, you know, we had Big Brown. You remember Big Brown 10 years ago? Yeah. Going for the Triple Crown, Long Island bred, Long Island owned horse by the, uh, what was it, the brothers that owned that deli. Can't think of the name, Italian brothers. Um, can't think of it right now, of course, but um, he didn't even finish the race. He was in the Belmont to go for the Triple Crown. Um, a lot of disappointments with it. And I think Justify drew the number one spot, actually. He did. He drew yeah. the So he'll be right there off the rail. I'm just going to root for the Gronk horse because then everybody can Could have you imagine it. that party? Everybody just, you know, you have a Vegas party on uh, Thursday night with the Stanley Cup final, and then you have Gronk in New York City after his horse winning the, the Belmont Stakes. And as everybody likes to say, and I don't think it's funny anymore, maybe because I'm 36, but on 6'9", Gronk and this whole 69 thing, and <laughs> today is 6-9, and everybody's saying that's because it's uh, June 9th that it's Gronk's day, um, because Gronk still thinks 69 is funny, but... Um, One more, I got 69 touchdowns, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Things, uh, we didn't hit on Edelman, and you brought up Gronk. He's suspended now four games. What about uh, those TV. fake rumors, too, with Gronk being traded? They said Bill Belichick said was in fake New York. Rumors. So it had at, it at Belmont yesterday. Right. Completely nonsense. Never happening. Uh, the Edelman thing is very interesting because he had been using Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero. So uh, very interesting there. You have to think Belichick now is so happy because he banned Alex Guerrero. Guerrero came out with a statement almost saying he was disappointed in Edelman, that he only uses natural things, has to put some sort of doubt on Brady and his career that he's doing all this at his age and still performing so high. So who knows? Um, and then UFC tonight, Rob. CM, CM Punk. Punk. CM Punk is fighting Mike Jackson, uh, a former kickboxer. He's only had one UFC fight. That was to Mickey Gall, and it went as well as CM Punk's fight did. So Mickey, uh, Mike Jackson's minus 220 night. CM Punk plus 170. They lead the uh, card tonight. They are uh, the kickoff fight on uh, the pay-per-view. You have another good fight. Rafael Dos Anjos uh, and Colby Covington, which could be moved to the main event because Yoel Romero didn't make weight. He missed it by 0.2 pounds. He's fighting the champ, Robert Whitaker, minus 220. And uh, Romero, who knows what's going to happen now. There's still some people on Twitter saying this fight might not happen. Whitaker said if Romero missed weight, 
He wouldn't fight him, even though it's only 0.2 pounds. Still, Romero can't win the belt now. And uh, I, I think the best fight of the night could be Dos Anjos and Covington. You have um, Holly Holm also fighting tonight. This has been UFC's best card in probably the last, I don't know, six or so fights. So they said the main event, they will fight non-title belt, though. Just so takes a lot of juice away that from that sucks. fight. That sucks. We say goodbye to our blog talk audience. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you Monday night. Um, and for Facebook, any final thoughts? No, just uh, listen. I think CM Punk, if there was ever going to be a fight that he would win, man, it would be tonight. I am against Vinny. I think CM Punk gets the job done tonight. He's in front of his home crowd, which Chicago, Chicago loves CM Punk. They're going to yep. be a raucous crowd. Um, a lot of them are there just to see Punk. Let's be honest. That's the only reason he's on the card, too. Let's be honest. It's the only reason people like us would watch this fight. I mean, well, maybe not you. You'd probably watch it. I know Goon would watch it anyway. I'm sure Vinny. So maybe it's just me. But the casual fan that looks for the name, I watch when Rousey fights, when uh, McGregor fights, or Punk, or Lesnar, guys like that. So uh, that's why they have him on the main card. Because let's be honest, that doesn't. That doesn't deserve to be on the card. A dramatic shift. uh, Not, you know, crazy, but Punk went down to 165. So. Uh, a few dollars off of him, and Jackson's gone from 220 to 195 so a little money coming in on CM Punk. And if you're in Delaware, you can bet that legally now. $320,000 in bets this week taken in on their first day of betting. That's pretty damn good, and that's in Delaware, yeah. where nobody I, lives. There was only three spots in the whole state that were taking bets that day. And so. they still brought in 320000 in bets just the first day. So and they're over a million already in bets just this week. Um, and you could see why every state is going to follow suit soon. And I guess since that announcement, Goon Whitaker has gone from minus 220 to minus 250. So non-title fight, they're expecting uh, Whitaker to almost run away with that. All right. Uh, Sharks last take. Phil Brooks' UFC career ends tonight. Um, we'll see. But I think that... Uh, he already he had ever, one big win this week, Rob, with a lawsuit. Yep, he won a lawsuit. And if he's ever going to win a fight, it's going to be tonight. His opponent... Has one career him. fight. Um, and if he loses, yeah, he's done. I still don't believe he's going to come back to WWE, though. Anyway, thank you guys um, for watching and listening. We will be back with you Monday night as well. Uh, we will recap the UFC pay-per-view, of course, talk more baseball with you, and get ready for the ba- uh, hockey and basketball offseason as well as any other New England Patriots suspensions that come your way in the next 48 hours. Thank you, and good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.